Ahoy! Ahoy hoy! Welcome to the Bottom of the Stream movie show. My name is Adam. And my name is Nick. Welcome and welcome aboard. <laughs> How are you, Nick? Excellent. Good. How did you think this week's wave went? I enjoyed it. Yeah? If you're not if you're not aware, we do two shows a week now. The Wave comes out on a Monday, this show comes out on a Thursday. The Wave is more of a general chit chat and Netflix based news. And uh, we release that on a Monday. Uh, yeah, I thought this one was the, a good one. I enjoyed it. Your story of the island of Dr. Moreau was crazy times. I, yeah, I enjoyed talking about that. And I I, I think, because uh, you weren't too familiar about it, I think I really enjoyed your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my reactions. I can't believe it. So, uh, yeah, go and check out that episode. It was it would be the longest episode of The Wave we've done, but it's well worth a listen. Uh, but this is the Bottom of the Stream movie show, and on this show we talk about a movie that is at the bottom of Netflix that nobody else is talking about, and this week we are talking about a film called Urge. Uh, Urge. I, I want to, I always want to say it wrong, I always want to say like, Urge. It's a weird I word. I don't know why. It's a weird word to say on its own, like yeah. out of a sentence. It's just, it's an urge. It just sounds, it's more of a noise than a word, Urge. I, you I do you just want to say it yeah. weirdly, doesn't it? Urge. <laughs> Anyway, Urge is from 2016. It is an 18. It runs for 1 hour and 29 minutes and it's currently rated at 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I didn't realise it was so old. Yeah. Five, like, going I, on for five years? I, yeah, I know it's relative, but five <laughs> years, that's... That's pretty relatively old. Relatively old. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's older than my ch- one of my children. That's true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your children just feel like they've been there forever. Well, there you go. <laughs> Turns out they haven't. Um, this film stars Piers Brosnan as The Man. He's credited as a character called The Man. Um, Piers Brosnan, obviously uber famous, most famous for playing James Bond back in the 90s. Yeah, so... Yeah-ish? Yeah. 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, I think GoldenEye was about 95, 96, wasn't it? Oh, okay. The first one. So. I don't know. Yeah, he was James Bond for like 10 years, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's also in Mamma Mia, uh, next oh, favourite yeah. film, and... Yeah. Also, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, of course he is. One of my favourites. Watched that recently. It's a great film. He's also the Thomas Crown Affair. Great film. Yeah. In this film, he only was on set for three days. Okay. Which I found quite interesting because he's in three scenes. So I assume. I was, I was just going to say that's a, that's about the number of scenes he's in. <laughs> he's in. He's in three scenes, and he did it over three days. So I'm assuming he just showed up when they needed him. I've got a good Pierce Brosnan story, but I I cannot possibly tell it. Oh really? Why on the show? Oh, why? I, I just I just can't. Can you tell, tell it in the Discord? What? I can tell it in the Discord. That can be a tease for people to join. Join the Discord. Discord. That's exactly what I was thinking. Come and join the Discord and find out Nick's unspeakable Piers Brosnan story because I am intrigued by that. Okay. <laughs> also stars a guy called Justin Chatwin who plays a character called Jason. Um, he's most famous for being the in the American version of Shameless. And he's also in one episode of Lost. Was he? I'm also always going to mention people who are in Lost. So, yeah, he's in one episode of Lost. He plays... Remember when Locke lived on that commune? And he picked up a hitchhiker and it was an undercover cop. Uh, vaguely, yeah. He played the undercover cop. Okay. He, he definitely <laughs> had a recognisable face, but I... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those faces. I, I recognise him from stuff. Yeah, he's in stuff. He's not the only member of the Lost cast in this film, either. Uh, Did you spot anybody else? Was the red thing in Lost? No. Okay. Um, 
Jeff Jeff Hay yeah. was in the first scene. Oh, of course he was. Frank Le, I've good old Frank Lapidus. <laughs> yeah, good old Frank Lapidus. I've written down that he was, yeah, he was doing business with Frank Lapidus. That's a like cameo. <laughs> Jeff Hay's yeah. pretty famous, so I, I think you can call hey, that a cameo. There's some weird cameos in this, and obviously there's some weird shit in this. <laughs> well, we'll get to the weirdest cameo of this, which isn't even in the main movie. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. <laughs> yeah, true. What's the obvious? What's the obvious link then between Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan? Which is only just occurring to me now. I don't know. What is it? They were both, they were in a movie together that was a very, of its time, but quite, quite a big movie of its time. Uh, Actually, do do you know what? It'd make a good watch along because I've never seen it since and I bet it looks like dog shit now. Go on, what is it? The Lawnmower Man. Oh really? They're both in that. I know Jeff Hay was in that. I didn't realize Brosnan was in it. I think I'm sure Piz Brosnan's in that. You might be right. I'm just going to check now in case you have to edit this all out. <laughs> the Lomo one would be a good watch along. You're right. He is. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah, and they both turned up in this. So there you go. Weird coincidence. Um, also in this film is a guy called Danny Masterson. Uh, he plays the character of Neil, who I guess you would call the main character in this film. Um. Um. He's I'd, kind of, I'd argue it was Jason, but... Yeah, it's between those two, isn't it? Neil kind of carries the first half, I guess. Yeah. Um, you'll know Danny Masterson if you ever watched that 70s show. He was in that for the entire run. Um, he's also appeared on the show before, on Bottom of the Stream before. Has he? Yep. Two weeks in a row I've got you with this. What have we seen Danny <laughs> Masterson in before, Nick? I have no idea. Hotbot. Really? Yeah, he's What's... in Hotbot. He pl- I think he plays one of the cops. Oh, okay. One Funny. of the... Uh, one of the FBI agents who were going after the hot bot. He's also been in the news a little bit just lately. Do you want, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, he's a fucking tyco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not a good, so, not a good human by the sounds of him. He's a hardcore Scientologist. Yes, um, and he's he's basically currently uh, awaiting. Is he? He's awaiting trial for. I can't remember. Three or four. Three counts, uh, I think three counts of rape yeah um he is married he's got a child yeah uh, the rapes were uh, within 20 years ago i think i think they're uh, would they between 2001 and 2003 did i read yeah allegedly allegedly it's all this is all allegedly no, he is no, I was gonna, yeah <laughs> allegedly his scientologist friends have been intimidating uh the the accusers as well surely um, not the scientologist people are not like that are they Ugh, well, allegedly. <laughs> All allegedly. Just keep uh, saying there's allegedly. A of, there's there's we'll a lot fine. of dead cat, dead cats and animals around, and uh, it's all all looking a bit shady, to say the least. Yeah, um, it's, it sounds like Danny Masterson just needs to get in the bin. I would not expect him uh, to see him in any movies soon. Apparently, uh, if convicted, he'll get 45 years. Wow. And he is 45, so unless he's going to make some films at 90... You're probably not going to see him in many more. What a piece of work. Yeah, sounds like a scumbag. Um, this film was written and directed by a guy called Aaron Kaufman. Um, this is currently his only IMDb credit. It's also co-written by a guy called Guy Busick, who he wrote Ready or Not. Have you seen that? Okay. With I think uh, is it Samara Weaving in that? I've not I've not seen it. I've it's heard good. Of it. Ready or Not is good. I watched it not long ago. Yeah, it is Samara Weaving. And the aforementioned Adam Brody. He also wrote a couple of episodes of Castle Rock, which was the Stephen King universe spin-off okay. TV show that I didn't really like. 
Also co-written by Jerry Stahl and Jason Zumwalt. But there's too many writers. There's four writers. I'm not going into all of them. Do you have a one-word review of Urge? Trippin' Bullsack. <laughs> Say that again. Trippin' Bullsack. Trippin' Bullsack. I thought you said dripping Bullsack. And that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that would be disgusting. <laughs> and not relevant. Not relevant in the slightest. Uh, where does this film start, Nick? There's a proper credit sequence. <laughs> there is. Do you I, want... I've I've just put rubbery credits, possible gimp, question mark. <laughs> Mine says credit sequence, somebody stuck in a balloon, question mark. Because <laughs> okay. it's like people trying to push out of a latex red thing. But then it yeah. kind of turns out that it's a person dressed in red. It's yeah. a weird credit sequence. And it's it's got like 90s porn music on it. Not that I've watched a lot of 90s porn. <laughs> but <laughs> it's really weird music, isn't it? Yeah, it's even got like retro font. If yeah. a font can be retro, it's... it's it's a weird credit sequence. Yeah, and we cut from there directly into a business meeting. In inverted commas, there's, there's business going on. Yeah, yeah. this is where we meet uh, Jeff Fahey. Um He's trying to do business with Neil. Um, Neil's not really paying that much attention to him. I say do business because he didn't really explain what they were trying to do. No, <laughs> it's it's total bullshit. Yeah. Like, also, Jeff Fahey's die job yeah. is almost having like a Rudy yeah. Giuliani moment, isn't it? Where it's just <laughs> like, dripping down feels his like face. It's, yeah, it's about to start running down his face. <laughs> um, it seems like Neil is one of these young, upcoming billionaires. So like, doesn't really give a shit. He's, he's flying a helicopter around, isn't he? Yeah, he's basically buying like this a... guy out, isn't he? Yeah. Saying, "Look, look, we don't we don't need to negotiate because this is the amount of money I'm giving you to save whatever your business is, yeah. do businessy things." Yeah. Um, and can we wrap it up? Because I've got a helicopter because I'm taking my friends out yeah. to party for the weekend. <laughs> he's playing. He's playing with a toy helicopter. And he's like, "I'm playing with this because I'm waiting to get my real helicopter with my friends, and they're all waiting on the roof." Yeah. So Jeff Fahey signs the deal and. That we was, never see him again. We never see him again. And that was just to establish that Neil's got some money and some power. Um, Neil and is an asshole. And he's, yeah, he is an asshole. Um, in real life and in this character. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Neil is also going to take his... I've written his PA. So I, presume, yeah. I think that's what she was. There's quite a lot of this film that I don't understand. And I'm not going to deny that. So you're going to have to explain okay, some so of this film to th- me. That'll be, that'll be interesting. <laughs> because unless I've misread it... I didn't think there was. I thought this was pretty straightforward. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So we'll get into that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not saying it's complicated. There's just it goes some places. This film. Okay. It really does go some places, um, and it doesn't. It's not very good at explaining the characters. Not very good at establishing who they are and what their relationships are. I didn't think. Um, but anyway, so at, he's, at the start, at the start, until probably for the first half, I don't miss, mean this sound horrible. But the the group is quite interchangeable. Yeah, especially the ladies because they're not yeah. given any characteristics. No, to they're, not. they're just there to other. be there with the men, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Neil appears to be single, but he is trying to get into his PA's knickers. Yes. Um, <laughs> she he's insisting that she goes away for this weekend, and she doesn't want to go. She's um, like, "Your friends are all dickheads. fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, Why would I want to spend my free time with them?" Yeah. Um, but he just he talks around in the end because she works. She for him. says, I, "I especially don't want to spend any time with Jason because he's the worst of the, the lot and yeah. he's just a hanger on." And Neil says, 
but well, Jason's not even invited. Yeah, that's so why I've not invited him, because I knew that, and he won't yeah, be there. I want you to go instead. Yeah. He meets up with his friends on the roof. They all get in the helicopter. He tells them they're about to have a weekend they'll never forget. When they arrive, they arrive at this, like, multi-million dollar mansion. Um, as soon as they get there, Jason is there, and he's having sex in a window. Yeah. <laughs> he He's also wearing... I have to point out, like a denim play suit. Yeah. <laughs> so they establish him as this like weird character from the start, but he doesn't really live up to that for the rest of the film. He doesn't. He isn't this playboy, sex maniac, crazy. Like doesn't give a shit about anything, other than in it, this he's, first five minutes. It, he's arguably less weird than any of the rest of them. Yeah, he's the most normal one. He's just, he doesn't have a job and he is a bit of a hanger on. That's all we know about he's, him. Yeah, he's not the rich guy that the other three are. He's not the. And he's, he's, yeah, he doesn't like hold down a job. Yeah. But he's, he's arguably, I would say, the most well adjusted of the whole group. Yeah, and there's a reason for that, but which we'll get to. But yeah, it, it, he isn't the character that they establish in the first meeting of him. He's put on some food. He seems to have got there earlier than everybody else somehow. Yeah. Um, he's put on some food. They start eating some food. And, he, and then he reveals that he's done a painting. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's made a mural on no. the wall of the mansion. Was this not a bit inappropriate? Yeah, it was basically a Black Lives Matter mural, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was so it was a nice piece of art. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was like it was like a cop attacking uh, a black person, and it what was the 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 tag on it was like this. This has to stop, or something. It was like something that. to do with suffer, wasn't it? This. Yeah. No. Or no. How many more must suffer? Yeah. Something. Something, like that. something along those lines. Like, hang on. This is this not a bit inappropriate for just these six really rich white people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, did, it did seem a bit weird, didn't it? Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> anyway, they all they all admire this piece of artwork that he's done, and Neil decides this would be a good time. To open a sixty-two-year-old bottle of Macallan whiskey that he recently brought at an auction for a hundred weekend, yeah, hundred thousand dollars he bought this bottle for. Um, unfortunately, Jason has already drank it. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the bottle is in the bin alongside a bottle of Coke, and three of the guys are like, "Don't tell me you mix this hundred thousand-dollar whiskey with Coke." And Neil actually says, "If you did, I don't want to ever find out about it." So I thought it was quite a good little, uh, good little scene, actually. Yeah. Um, cut from there. There's some banter between the lads about the different various girls. Um, yeah, they're horrible to women. Yeah. Uh, Vic's, Vic's girlfriend's too hot for them. Is basically what yeah. he, where where this goes off. Uh, Danny is one of the other guys. He decides that he's off women. He tell, he announces that he's not having any more women because um, he can't get any. Because he can't be yeah. <laughs> um, and it comes out at this point that the PA who is called Teresa. I believe yes. the boys know her as the droid because she's a bit of a robot. Yeah. Um, it's also being made out to them that Neil and the droid are in a relationship together, um, but they aren't. No. And she it makes that very clear to him because she and him end up in their bedroom or in a bedroom together. And he's like, we need to make these guys believe that we're in a relationship. And he, he actually... Yeah, that's what I've told them. Yeah, yeah, because I've told them that. And you you work for me, so you need to make that lie hold. And he actually talks her into sharing a bed with him. Yeah. Which, no, knowing what we now know, allegedly, about Danny Masterson, is 
a difficult scene to watch. <laughs> yeah, and he says, well, you know, you'll be on your side, I'll be on my side, but we've got to keep up the pretense. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, it was a weird opening. Not really sure why she agrees to it. Uh, I presume she gets paid really well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Cut from there, they head to a nightclub. We, we've established our characters, we've met our characters, we know where the rest of the film's going to take place now. Let's move the film along. So we go to a nightclub. Uh, they get there and there is a line outside this nightclub. Now, these people are very rich and rich people don't stand in lines. So they try to skip this line, don't they? They go and talk to the bouncers. Yeah. And they actually get turned down. And the bouncer says, you can't just come in, there's rules. Really randomly, <laughs> there's some big eyes on the side of the building. It's like yeah. a video. And the eyes seem to give them permission to let them in. Yeah, the bouncer gets a message. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they get let in. And they, get, yeah. they get let in, they get shown around. Um, it's a very ornate, like architecturally beautiful place. Yeah. It's like a grand staircase. Isn't yeah. There? There's loads of people in there. Um, people keep asking them if they have any. And one girl starts kissing Danny just out of nowhere. But he, none of them know what they're talking about. And they haven't got any, in inverted commas, of whatever these people want. Yeah. Uh, they it's get, a, like a min, mini sort of party montage, isn't it? Yeah. As they're walking to their table. It's, it's a debauched club full of people dancing and kissing. And there's not much, not many clothes around. Um, they get shown to their table. Suddenly, the screen cuts to black. All the lights go off in the club. And when they come back on, we meet a man dressed... I'm only going to describe him as dressed as a raspberry. <laughs> because... Is that what he was? I, I just put a massive hemorrhoid turns up on this <laughs> He's actually called the Red Bastard. Yeah. Um, but he, he was basically a clown kind of figure. Yeah, he was like the jester. But in an all-in-one yes. red bodysuit, which had got balls inside it. So he looked yeah. like a giant... He's got, he his, fa- he's got his face he's got painted his face like a clown. Like painted yeah. white, yeah. And yeah, he just looked like a giant raspberry. He starts putting on a show. He's the MC. Yeah, yes, basically, yeah. He's the guy who's in charge of entertainment. And he introduces a dancer called Angel Zayamora. Yeah. And she also starts putting on a show. She's basically erotic dancing. And I've written here, everything starts to get sexy. Yeah, there's this more montage-ing going yeah. on. And our table of characters just get felt up by a load of random... Yeah, and everybody's feeling like... everybody up now while this erotic dancing's going on. And they quickly come to the realisation that everybody in this club is on something. Yeah, because um, they keep saying to each other, oh my God, we've got to try whatever... Whatever, these <laughs> whatever these people are on, we want some. We're missing out, yeah. And then the Red Bastard... Which is a great name, to be fair. Um, he comes over and he grabs Jason and he's like, you need to come with me. Um, we're going to go and meet the man. Yes. So we're about to meet Pierce Brosnan. We know this because that's what he's credited as. Just outside the door, there's quite a funny scene where the red bastard's like, don't embarrass me in there. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't be a moron. Don't be a moron. Don't ask him questions. Be a, respectful. This, don't yeah, embarrass This is me. a classy place. Yeah. And Jason's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't respect anybody. He's a dot-com billionaire or whatever he is. He goes in the door. Pierce Brosnan is in there with some rather fetching purple glasses on. He's got loads surrounded of... By surrounded by sort of albinos? Weird cast, yeah, weird cast of characters. So there's like some twins. There's an albino guy. Just all sort of visually striking, isn't it? Yeah. Um, He seems to know quite a lot about Jason because yeah. uh, he, t- he even knows his name and he knows all about him. 
And it comes out during this conversation that everybody in the club is on a new drug that's called Urge. 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 <laughs> You're right, you can't say it properly. It's weird. <laughs> it says here, I've written here, Urge releases your inhibitions and deletes your modern anxi- anxieties and makes you the perfect you. That's basically how Piers Brosnan describes it. Yeah, it unlocks that which is hidden, is what I've put yeah. down. So it, it basically, you don't care. Once you've taken it, you have no inhibitions and no anxiety. You will literally yeah. do whatever's in your heart and in your brain to do. Uh, the man also reveals that he knows that Jason didn't do the painting on the house, which is an interesting uh, thing, but I guess they're just trying to show that he did know everything about Jason at that point. I guess so, because it's ultimately... Doesn't mean anything. Pointless thing to hold over him, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Um, the man then walks away. Jason says, are you not going to sell me this stuff? You're supposed to be a drug dealer. And the man says, I don't sell this stuff. And then he just leaves. Yeah. And then he says, the red bastard will show you out. Which he does. The red bastard comes back in. Um, and then he gives him an instructions on how to take urge. Yeah. And the red bastard says, it will make you feel so wonderful you will wish you were dead, but glad that you aren't. <laughs> which is a, ni- a really nice way to describe it, I think. Um, but he does say there's only one rule when taking urge, and that is that you can only ever do it once. Ever. Ever. So that's the rule. Once you've taken it, you can never take it again. It's basically in a little glass vial. Yeah. It's blue, isn't it? And you snort it up your nose. Bright, bright blue, yeah. Yeah, and you snort it up your nose. And once you've taken it, you're never allowed to take it again. Um, Jason takes it whilst he's in the room on his own with the red bastard. Um, doesn't feel anything straight away. He's like, no, so nothing's the, happening. The red bastard says, "Give it, give it a couple of minutes." Yeah, he's like, "It's rare, but give it a couple of minutes." Um, he, Jason takes a few vials back to the table. They all take it. Everybody goes a little bit crazy. Um, they get an instant hit. The rest of them, yeah, they, they do. Uh, Teresa, who is like the straight laced PA who didn't want to get involved, is suddenly in a cage with a naked man dancing. Yeah, they're all monged. Um, everybody starts getting... There's a proper everybody's getting sexy montage at this point. Neil comes over to Jason after a little while. Because Jason's still standing at the bar. He's like, I'm not getting this. I'm not feeling it. Nothing's happening to me. And yeah. Neil comes over and he says, every, bo- every cell in my body feels like it's in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so... All of his friends come back over to him and they figure that he won't feel it because he always feels like this. This yeah, is just they, his natural state. <laughs> they, they they just, con- they're convinced that because he's not got any responsibilities... He doesn't have any inhibitions sort of, or any anxieties. Yeah, he doesn't need to cut loose. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that really what's happened? No. Is that, is, that just, is that a lazy way of this film telling us that's why nothing happens to Jason? Possibly. Or? I don't think that, so. I'm not buying it. Because it never, again, it never really gets mentioned again. No. So. so what he does at this point is he takes another dose. Um, and then the film, yeah. which is specifically been told not to do. Um, and then the film cuts away and we cut to the next morning and it's breakfast time. And the group are kind of getting to, gradually getting up, aren't they? And talking about what sure. happened the night before. It turns out that Vic and his girlfriend, I didn't get her name. I don't know what she was called. Um, uh, Denise, I think. Okay, she was down on her knees. And they apparently, yeah. they did the naughty on the dance floor in the middle of the club in front of everybody. Yes, they put on quite the show. Yes. And everybody had done some sort of debauched 
thing in this club, except for Jason. Jason's just standing in the background like, nothing happened to me. And then Neil comes out and gives them all a new iPad. Yeah. He's like, here, have an iPad, everybody. It's got today's schedule on it. Yeah, he's like, I have organised your fun for the day. (laughs) And it starts with, he says, we're going to start with a massage. And then you've got a choice. You can do, you can go scuba diving. You can go yoga. Or you can go and have a tennis lesson with Pete Sampras. (laughs) (laughs) It's so random that they just name dropped Pete Sampras. (laughs) It really was. It really was. Um, Then after that, we've got some more stuff going on. And then tonight we've got dinner at Arcadia at the chef's table in the kitchen. Um, However. None of them are excited. None of them are excited. And Neil can't understand why none of them are excited about this awesome day that he's got planned for them. Because all they want to do is go back to the club and do some more urge. Yeah. Um, Jason's like, nah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. It doesn't work on me anyway. But they talk him around. They get him to come they game into it that night before they go out somehow they've got some more urge i've put this where the hell did they get it from? <laughs> where did it come from bearing in mind that you're not supposed to take more than one so nobody at the club would have given them anymore yeah I, it seemed like a pretty massive plot hole to me yeah agreed i've literally written i've written plot hole question mark because i didn't understand where it come from and i'm glad you didn't either no it was never addressed so they've, they've just got more yeah from somewhere um, they all take it, including Jason, and then the film cuts to black, and we cut back in to Jason wakes up in a bed with loads of people watching him. Yeah, in the house. In the house. So we made we made out like he didn't understand what had happened, where the time had gone. But yeah, and this was confusing as well because it was again it was an unresolved plot point because he he's he's it's almost like he's blacked out. Yeah. But um, we know it doesn't work on him, so why is he blacked out and yeah. forgotten everything? Exactly. Because <laughs> you never see the, him the film like starts to unravel slightly. A drink, point. do you? No. So. But anyway, he wakes up. He's almost naked. He's only got his boxers on with loads of people watching him in bed. Um, he gets dressed, goes downstairs. There's a party going on at the house. Um, it turns out they've been to the club, which is called Volcano, apparently. Um, yeah. It got weird, so Neil invited everyone back to the house. Yeah. Joey, who is one of the other girls, asks. Jason, why they've never got together, why they've never done it, which is inappropriate because she's with one of his other mates, I think. And then upstairs, Danny has organised a fight club. Yeah. Um, it's like a, at this stage, it's girl fights. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's got his own fight club going on upstairs. The girls are fighting. There's loads of girls fighting each other. Um, Joey cuts straight from her conversation with Jason and she goes, oh, all I'm going to describe it as she has sex with a wedding cake. Yeah, so she does. She does some more urge, which is at this point, there's bowls and bowls of it just dotted around yeah. the house. Yeah, um, yeah, she does some more. So that's at least her third dose that we know of, um, and she just starts making out with this cake. <laughs> she rolls around in a big, massive cake. cake. She does. She takes her finger in it to start with, and she tastes a bit, and she's like, "Oh, that's the best cake I've ever had." And then she just has sex with it. It's very strange. Danny thinks he's in paradise. Um, he's just sitting on a chair watching his fight club going down is like this is like the best thing I've ever done he says he's done like four four or five vials yeah so this whole this whole one rule has gone out of the window um, yeah well and truly <laughs> we'll cut from there Neil though is in bed he's not at this party um, with Teresa she's in bed also and at this point Neil gets up and breaks it off with her he does a vial first he, yeah he does and more he, said, uh, sorry, he basically yeah. says 
yeah, and then he's basically, well, we've done it. We've, we've done the naughty now, so I'm over you. You can get you out. Can get out. I don't want to see you. Never again. want to see you again. You, she calls him a. He calls her a bad person, and he calls her a quickly aging six, <laughs> which I thought was really harsh. And then he says, "I never want to see you again." Joey at this point wakes up lying in cake. She freaks out. But basically, everybody's just gone insane. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple. Neil and Jason have a disagreement at this, but Neil, Neil's just going around being a cunt to everybody. Um, Jason still he says I can't remember anything and again this is never answered why he can't no. remember anything and he's he's not fucked up at all he's the only sober one no. in his house um, Neil basically is horrible to him calls him the the group's jester and he's only really there to entertain people he's not there to he's not really a friend and Jason's like what are you being a dick for and he's like I'm just I'm all I'm doing is scrubbing off the barnacles is what he says yeah. he's basically cutting all the shit out of his life that he doesn't need anymore um, so Jason says, he's just like, well, I'm done with this. I'm going. Yeah. See you later. Neil's head, but Neil spots Teresa this, at this point, and she's got into some sexy underwear. Yeah. And so he go, he follows her because he's like, oh, maybe she's not a six after all. And <laughs> as he's walking up the stairs, some dude walks past him and he's just nicking on Neil's stuff. He's got like a laptop and some golf clubs. Neil's <laughs> real life brother, this is. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just like a cameo for him, I think. Yeah, he's got the golf club. He's got all the iPads as well, I think. Uh, Joey, <laughs> she's in the bathroom now thinking, why have I just shagged a cake? She's kind of looking <laughs> in the mirror, like reassessing her life. And a couple of irritating girls walk in. Joey can't take these other girls and just bashes one of their heads into a mirror and throws her through a shower screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then runs away. You sent me a text earlier today to say that this film's not that weird. This film's fucking mental. <laughs> I think it's that weird. <laughs> this is weird what's going on was... right now. Yeah, but... None of it was out of left field. No, I'm not saying it was. It was just an unusual thing to be watching. It's just, it's, it's just bizarre. I mean, Maybe I've just been led a sheltered life. <laughs> Never had sex. With I've a not cake. been to many parties like this. Granted, <laughs> but Danny, we then come back to Danny, who's still orchestrating his fight club, and he announces that the next fight is going to be to the death. Yeah. Uh, Weird. So thing, things are escalating. <laughs> things are definitely escalating. Neil is. Tied up on his bed, and is also yeah, Teresa's ball turned gagged it into now. Like a sex, sex dungeon. Teresa, yeah, Teresa's tied him to his bed and ball gagged him. Uh, Vic and his wife or girlfriend are in the swimming pool. Um, they apparently, by the sounds of it, have not stopped having sex for like twenty four hours yeah, now. He says to her, "Look, I've got nothing left in the tank. I'm, I'm too sore," is what he says. Yeah. He can't do any more. But she does it anyway. She's literally on him. And he's like screaming in agony while she's on him. And she's like, choke me, choke me. So he does. And she starts calling him like a fat piece of shit. Yeah, she's really horrible to him. He's a good looking guy, but he does say early in the movie he had, uh, he was a husky. Yeah. Youngster. (laughs) So he's obviously got these issues. And, but so she's, she's like giving him all the shit and it's really, turning him on yeah and but also at the same time he doesn't want to be turned on because he's in agony <laughs> and she's riding him and he's choking her and then all of a sudden she starts to turn blue and but he's really into yeah. it at this point and he doesn't stop to the point where he kills her <laughs> he yeah. chokes her to death and doesn't even realize that he's done it he just lets her go she flops over into the pool and he's like on top of the world because he's like the man teresa's got a lamp which I thought it was a bit strange with a light bulb when she's burning him with this lamp. Yeah, she's she's now just full on torturing Neil. Yeah, it's so not even like, a, I'm in charge. It's not even a game I was anymore. Always yeah. in charge. Yeah. And then we cut to the next day, 
Um, we cut away from the party at that point. And Jason has left the house. He's decided he needs to leave the island, um, but needs to wait for the ferry Yes. In, in a cafe. So he goes to a local cafe and the woman's like, yeah, the ferry will be long soon. Take a seat over there. Everybody in the cafe is being weird. Yeah, they're all fucked they're on They're all fucked on edge. Um, there's a guy who's yeah. just counting sugar granules. There's another guy who's just flashing her ass at ev- a girl who's flashing her ass at everybody who walks past. There's two guys who are trying to convince each other to punch them in the face. It's all kicking off, but Jason's like, what the hell's going on? This is really weird. And then Piers Brosnan shows up. The man shows up. He does. Um, in this cafe. And he sits with Jason for a bit. And he basically... He says, man's humanity to man proves that mankind is defective. Man's inhumanity to man proves that mankind is defective. And Yeah, because Jason says, this is all your fault. Yeah. And, and the man says, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I clearly said... Only take only one vote. Only take this stuff once. Yeah. It's not uh, my fault if, that they've man, taken more. Yeah, if mankind can't, can't follow the rules and... Uh, you know, manage itself. Then what? What? What the hell? Is, what's the point? Yeah. If, um, if you can't follow this rule, then you've got no chance. Temptation. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot escape mankind. Is what he says. He also describes her just heaven and hell simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and then he just vanishes. Yes, just isn't is. there anymore, which was bizarre. Uh, Jason leaves the cafe. He's like, right, I need to go and sort my friends out. I'm not leaving now. I'm going to go back. Uh, but the whole town's fucked up. As he's walking through the town, everybody's just a mess. One guy walks out in front of a truck. That's how messed up he, he is. does, on purpose. Yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, it was a very slow collision with this truck. It was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the truck basically ground to a halt, and then the man flew off like he'd been hit at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> it was very strange. Jason goes over to try and help him, get somebody to call an ambulance. Um, Vic, at this point, is just going insane he's in the gym and he's just constantly just lifting weights and being a gym boy showing showing absolutely no uh remorse or sorrow for having i don't even think he's realized he's done it i don't even think 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 he's even noticed joey though decides she's going to go and have her nails done or a facial or something cake as as sort of she's snapped back to reality yeah somehow so she's gone out as well and she's gone to this local beauty salon she's managed to get an appointment because a lady is late and she hasn't showed up then this lady shows up and the woman who runs the nail salon slash beauty clinic is a bit mean to this woman who's only just showed up i say a bit mean she smashes she stabs her in the face with loads of botox (laughs) over and over again until her face like swells up to twice its size (laughs) so joey freaks out a little bit at that that basically we just in a crazy, this town is crazy montage for the rest yeah, of yeah, this film. For sure. Um, Vic is now lying on a weight bench, lifting um, what do you call them? Weights. <laughs> over, that, that'll be them. Yeah. <laughs> over his head. And he decides he's going to try and hold it up for as long as he can, just yeah. as he's lying on this bench. Um, but it turns out it's not very long and he drops it. He sort of talks to himself, isn't he? You're not fat, you're not fat. Yeah. And then he drops the, drops the weights and his head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> All up the wall. So that's another one down. We've lost another one. Um, Teresa is still upstairs torturing Neil. She's still burning him with this lamp. Um, at this point, Neil's done. She, he's like, kill me. I've had enough. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. Finish me off. I'm finished. And she's like, no, I'm not giving you the easy option. And she just walks away from him and leaves yeah, him there tied easy. up on the bed. 
Uh, she's crying, he's crying, everybody's crying. Jason arrives at the hospital with the guy who got run over by the truck. Remember him? Um, there's loads of crazy people in the A&E department, um, including Joey. Joey's there. Yeah. Because she's, she's brought the Botox, Botox lady. Botox lady, yeah. And then Kevin Corrigan walks out. <laughs> There's um, the second random cameo in this Yeah, movie. very random. It's a very small cameo. He plays a cop. Um, you'll know Kevin Corrigan from Results if you've been following this show for a while. He was also in Community for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's okay. He's not fucked up. He doesn't take... He's a cop, so he obviously doesn't t- take drugs. Um, but he can't... But he's really matter-of-fact, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, well, obviously the place is overwhelmed because the, the hospital's overwhelmed because this island's just full of drugs. Yeah. And he's very... What do you expect us to do about it? Yeah, what can we do about it? I'm just a cop. Uh, and then he gets shot in the head. Yeah. Some guy oh. just randomly shoots him. He's like, he was being annoying. So Joey and Jason decide, right, this is it now. We need to get out of here. We need to go back to the house, find all our friends, and get off this island. Um, so they do. They head back to the house. The first person they find when they get to the house is the girl who's dead in the pool. His uh, name's Denise. Denise. We then find Vic, whose head's been exploded by a weight. And Jason then finds Neil, who is still tied to the bed. Um, but alive. He is alive. Yeah. Um, so Jason's like, right, come on, we need to get out of here. I'll untie you. So, and as he's untying Neil, Neil is begging him to not untie him. He's like, leave yeah. me, don't untie I me. Don't I don't it. want to get out of here. Don't don't untie me. Jason unties him and he instantly, as soon as his hand's free, Neil grabs a knife and stabs himself in the neck. Now, <laughs> it was quite a good, like, death scene. Yeah, it was a really good death scene. But I felt we had nowhere near enough context of what she'd done to him for him to want to end it all. Yeah, I think it's half drugs, half a night of torture that just finished him off. Yeah. But there was a massive missing chunk for me of that. Yeah, the, we didn't see him suffer enough, it was, did we? It was, no, we didn't. And the the film, this film takes a, I don't want to say comedy turn here, but it's it's silly now. Things get a bit silly, yeah. and it's been quite serious all the way through until we get to the because it all goes a little bit loopy now to the point where Jason calls nine one one. Obviously, his friend has killed himself. There's a couple of other dead bodies in the house. He calls nine one one. <laughs> the call handler on the other end of the phone tells him to shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> and uh, hangs up on him. So she, she basically says, all you, all you motherfuckers doing all these drugs, what do you expect? Yeah. You know, just, we, why should we help you? You will deserve what you get. Yeah. So at this point, everybody in the house is pretty much dead. Um, all we've got left are Jason and Joey. Uh, we've lost track of where Danny and Teresa are. We don't, we don't think they're dead, but we've not, we don't know that at this point. Um, yeah. so Jason and Joey are like right we need to get to the ferry because we need to get off this island um, there are crazy people everywhere um, they get to a beach which I presume is near the ferry because obviously the ferry is going to be on the sea um, and they find Teresa she's coming the other way yeah, she's going... and sort of says to them don't go that way it's full of crazy yeah, people um, I'm going back to the house and did she say she's going to go and try and untie Neil or something she's kind of regretting what she'd done I I'm think. not sure but yeah um, but they say, look, don't worry about him, he's dead. There's nothing you can do about it. And she's like, oh, okay, no problem. Um, but she says, don't go that way. The beach is much worse than the town. Yeah. And then, so, but they have to, because they have to get to the ferry. They've got no, there's no point and going get, back to the town. And they get captured straight away. Yeah. <laughs> well, before that, they, they meet the guy with the, there's a guy walking on the beach with just a severed head. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah I forgot about they, that. They attack him. Basically, take they take him down. Teresa ends up killing him eventually, and then they get captured by a mob because Danny's Fight Club has gone the way of Fight Club the film, and has become yeah. like a cult with him as the group leader. He's the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the king. He, he describes himself as the king of the motherfucking beach. Teresa uh, tries to join Danny's crew to try and release herself because she, yeah, she she's like she's trying to play him. She's like manipulate him oh you if you're the king you need a queen and i could i could do be along alongside you danny is not buying this whatsoever um he is done with Teresa to the point where he tells his people to string her up which they do they tie her arms and legs together uh, apart so she's like spread eagled standing up on this beach near the fire and then he starts throwing rocks at her fucking stone her (laughs) he stones her to death and it's fucking grim yeah, you watch her die in a very slow, painful way. He basically just pounds her head with rocks until she dies, and it's it's horrible. Jason and Joey realise that there's nothing they can do. They need to leave. They can't save Teresa at this point. So they leg it to the ferry. Yeah. Um, when they get to the ferry, they get on the ferry, the ferry leaves, and when they get inside we realize that the ferry is full of the same people that the man had in his room right at the beginning so the albinos there the the two twins and the red bastard is there yeah so jason figures out quite quickly well if they're all here somewhere the man is here and he does he goes off he finds him um on the bridge of the boat sure and they have a bit of a chat don't they a bit of a catch-up about (laughs) what's going on and what urge could do or what the world's going to become if Urge doesn't get out there. And he shows Jason a vision of humanity's grim future. And yeah, he says, I see it all. And it's like skyscrapers aflame. Yeah, people falling it? from like skyscrapers. And the world's just basically a shithole. Just... And he tells Jason that he's got a mission for him. Yeah. Uh, and that he wants Jason to take the Urge... And he says, take it into the cities, take it into the world. Make it worldwide. Because humanity deserves everything it gets. Yeah. And if people take Urge properly, as they're supposed to, there's no issue. Yeah. But It's a test. Yeah, it's basically a test. But if they don't, then the whole world will become what that island has become. And Jason kind of says, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? And then the man goes all Darth Vader on him. (laughs) Yeah. And he like he force chokes him. Yeah, he does. He exactly as like Darth Vader. Yeah, just holds his hand out as if he's choking him, but not near him. And then he disappears again. Yeah. And then Jason goes back into the boat. All the other people have disappeared as well. The red bastard, the twins, the albino—they've all gone as well. Joey's still there, and they kind of have—they sit next to each other, have a bit of a hug. We pan away, and we see the rear of the boat. And it's just yep. glowing blue. There's two big crates yeah. in there that are just glowing blue. And then the film ends. Sure. And then there's a post credit scene, which is right at the very end of the credits. So it's, uh, Yeah, this was really strange. <laughs> this is about as strange as it gets. So it's right at the this end one, of the credits. You would easily miss it. This is the bit that I think is really good because it, it made no sense to me. So I, I really want to talk about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. So you want to describe it then? We're in a supermarket back on well, what I presume is the main yeah. one. And there's a there's a mother and her kid who's probably, I don't know, nine or ten. ten yeah. Uh they go into the supermarket, uh she starts 
putting some fruit and veg in a trolley. She says to him, you know, don't wander off too far. Of course, the kid immediately wanders <laughs> off. Um, ends up at the back of the supermarket, doesn't yep. he? Uh, okay, we're starting to get a bit of a creepy vibe. There's nobody else he in the supermarket. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> he rounds a corner, finds himself at the end of one of the aisles, and it's just full of people, like, eating food, each other. Zombies. They're zombies. Yeah, 100% are zombies. We've not had any zombies in this movie before. <laughs> so, are we supposed to believe? And, and is is his mother then just sort of screams, finds him, doesn't she, at the end of it, and says, "Oh, uh, I don't know, John Boy, what, what is it?" And then they just scream, and then that's yeah. it. Um, the mother's played by Alison Lohman, <laughs> yeah, super famous Alison Lohman for the third really weird small cameo in this movie. Yeah, fourth if you count Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. He's build, I yeah. Guess, he is. So, He's but... top build as well. Even though he's only in three scenes. Where the fuck did the zombies come? From? Fuck knows. Are we supposed to believe that urge has got out there into the world and yes, and so people have gone crazy as they yes. did on the island and have started eating food in supermarkets. <laughs> I don't know. And each other. And each other. Because um, it would have got. I think it would have like got to that stage apart. on the island of them all starting to eat each other. Yeah, I think so. And I also think we're supposed to believe that basically Pierce Brosnan was God. Yeah, I think so. That's how I took it. I couldn't make my mind up whether he was God or if he was a figment of Jason's imagination and Jason is God. Okay. But <laughs> one or the other. But following that final, that's how I was all the way through. And then that final scene made me think, well, maybe he was real. And he had... So yeah, yeah I'm, I more had... Um... The man as God and Jason is almost Jesus, isn't yeah. he? Because he's carrying think, his message and think, he's immune to the, the, the drugs. I think that's right. That's not what I was thinking all the way through. Because my all the way through, I was like, well, the man is in Jason. As soon as he disappeared in that cafe, I'm like he's a figment of Jason's imagination. But following that final scene where he force choked him, I'm like, no, what's happening? I think he was supposed to be God with his disciples. And they've just left Jason to it as like a yeah. prophet. His messenger on earth. That's how I understood it. And that, that's weird that you've understood it the same way. So I'm assuming we're right on that. But it was very I strange. So. I think that's a way to read it. I d- but yeah, I mean, I'll say it again. We didn't see any zombies. And now we've got a, an end <laughs> credits sting where there's zombies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that was odd. It, yeah, it was. There's a lot of odd. There's a lot of odd in this film. What did you think of it overall? I think it's not a great movie, but if, for example, you've you've turned this on late at night, you're going to watch it to the end. Yeah, I think it's a real classic sort of. Oh, what the hell is this <laughs> at midnight when I've just turned the TV on? I, this am I dreaming? Is this? <laughs> and then I think you're going to see it through, and you're going to remember it because um, it's weird. And it tries a few different things. Like I say, I don't think it's a particularly a, a what you'd say is a good, a great, or even a good movie, but it's pretty memorable. And yeah, if you like, I say, if you were just picking it up randomly one one late night, you, you're sticking with it. Yeah, I, think. I like. I agree. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's a good movie hidden in here somewhere. I just with better actors. Yeah, with. <laughs> and a slightly better script. The, some characterization. The whole idea of Urge is good. 
there's a really good concept there. It's just not really executed in a very good way. There's a good film. There's yeah. a potentially good film from this story. There's just this isn't it. More of Danny sort of stumbling around trying to work out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Because I thought uh, not Jason. Danny, Jason, yeah. sorry. More, yeah, more of him stumbling around trying to work out what's going on. I think would be better. It's okay. Yeah, it is. It's it's okay. It's. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But somebody at work asked me because I was talking about it at work today. And somebody said to me, "What did you think?" I was like, "I don't know. I've no idea." Until I talk about it with you tonight, I've no idea. I didn't think I enjoyed it, but actually, looking back on it now and following this conversation, it's it's all right. There's a there's a good film. Like I said, there's a good film hidden in there somewhere. There's one point point <laughs> there's one point and i think it was on yeah it was on the boat and pierce brosnan does a monologue for a good three or four minutes and that's excellent yeah his his acting at that point is on point and it is the best piece of acting in the film yeah his last appearance yeah his last appearance his monologue in that goes yeah. on for ages and it is really good um but yeah overall it's all right yeah it's, it's fine it's yeah, weird I, as fuck. I, I, I think it's really weird um, I know I you mean, don't think it's as weird as I do, but th- no, I don't, there's a man dressed as a raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think once you're in that sort once of you're in that, debauched yeah. club atmosphere, it wasn't out of place. There wasn't anything that happened that... Danny starting a fight club and a, becoming a cult leader was a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then, it was all, again, within the confines of the party and what yeah. we already knew about the drug, The film is weird, but the... The content of the film. There was nothing that came out of left field to smash me in the face. It all works in the context of the film, but the film itself is weird. Yeah. Look, I think it's one I'll remember for quite some time. Put it that way. Yeah, I'd agree. Would you watch it again? Uh, I don't... I don't think so, because I don't think that I'd get anything more from it, because I'm more likely just to get more annoyed at the unanswered questions. Would you recommend it? To some people, I would. I'd say if you want something odd that's going to... Because it intrigued me. Yeah. I, there's I a, to there's see a good through. story there. It's just a little bit hidden amongst the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. How are you turning the tide on it? I think I want... Well, like I said, I think I want more of Jason stumbling around after that party. He just goes into the cafe and that's yeah. it, isn't he? I think, I think more of him sort of exploring a town, you could do some really weird <laughs> stuff and actually feel like the town's closing in on him and he's he's for the first time seeing that this place is really fun. I think it took too long to get yeah. to that point. Um, yeah. If, it, it didn't, there you, wasn't enough time left to explore that. You enough. didn't need night two. You could, you, it could have all followed on from night one. They could have, and yeah. then yeah, that frees up an extra 10 minutes in the middle of the film to use at the end to yeah. do that. What you think I, that's pretty much exactly what I thought. Just tighten up the script a little bit, tighten up the story a little bit. And, so as soon as they take that first vial... Then we cut. It just goes balls out from yeah. there. You don't need that bit in the middle. The next morning afterwards so, and deciding what they're going to do for the day and then not doing it and then taking an urge again. And then we wake up yeah. from after. You could have woke up... Jason could have woken up after the first night and you've cut that whole thing and out you and you don't even notice you've not got it. And you freed yourself and up. And you don't have to address why he's got parts of his memory missing or you can make that a big plot yeah. point if you want go either way I don't you care ju- just all you, explain all it. you lose from that is the Pete Sampras <laughs> reference which made me chuckle <laughs> <laughs> I thought at some point he's going to turn up as a cameo but he didn't yeah me too <laughs> I was like is he going to be going to cut to him looking sad because no one 
took up the option of tennis lessons. Yeah, I think tighten up the script and use the extra minutes at the end would, uh, well, as the final act would work better. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, let's do it. Should we quickly run through what we've got currently? Sure. So currently at the bottom of the stream table is Temple. Um, after follows that. Happy Anniversary is second and John Henry is currently at number one. Where are you putting Urge? I, it's just for me, whether it's one or two. I agree. I, I, it's better than Happy Anniversary and I think it's more memorable than John Henry. I think come the end of the season. There's, there's more going on. There's, I, I, I think that's where I'm leaning. I think it's well. probably a slightly um, better story. Come the end of this season, I think we'll have more fond memories of Urge as it grows in our minds than we will have of John Henry. Yeah, John John Henry had its moments, uh, got bonus points for me for have, being Terry Crews yeah. in it. I really like the soundtrack, <laughs> but ultimately... It's just, it's just a bog-standard revenge flick. It's not a lot to it? it, whereas this is deeply flawed, doesn't make sense, but there's something buried in there somewhere, yeah. isn't there? Do you want to put it at number one? I think... In our embryonic season five table, it's number one. I agree. And if you'd have asked me I... that first thing this morning, I probably would have said no. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really? just the, this conversation's really helped me make an form an opinion on the film because I didn't really understand, I didn't really know what I thought of it until me and you've talked it through. It's one of those for me. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Cool. I, I would also say. That if this is anywhere near the top by the end of the season... We've had a bad season. <laughs> woe betimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to stay there. That's for sure. I hope it doesn't. Talking of next films then, do you want to pick the next one? Let's do it. What, what do you want? What are you looking for next week? I, don't, I feel like we've not had like an action film for a while. Yeah, like a... John Henry never really went there, did it? Guns so, blazing. Um, yeah, let's go for okay, that. Okay, let's see what we get. It has picked a film called Room 205. Okay. Have you got any ideas what that's going to be? So I'm I'm purely lazily going to say it's a horror thinking of like 1408. <laughs> it does. <laughs> when you see things like that, it does sound like exactly like a horror film, doesn't it? Room something, something, something. It's, it's, a, it's a haunted hotel, surely. It's got to be, it's isn't it? It's got to be. Right, let's have a look. Oh, inter- right, okay. Room 205 is a Danish horror film. Okay. It's from 2007. Not done a Danish film. It's quite old. It's 2007, what, 14 years ago? Um, Yeah. 4.4 on IMDb. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. (laughs) The tagline is a fast-paced supernatural teen slasher. Um, The synopsis says, Catherine moves to a student residence in Copenhagen. She's told the myth of a ghost from room 205, but when a mirror breaks, an evil spirit is released and the body count starts. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Nice little Danish horror. Why not? From 2007. Let's do it. Oh, it says... That's weird. It says on IMDb from 2007, and then on the release date bit, it says November the 10th, 2012. <laughs> okay. We'll see if we can find some info. Oh, okay. It came out story, in Denmark in 2007, was released in the UK in 2012, and oh, released okay. in France in 2021, <laughs> randomly. Okay, so yeah, Odd. go and... Go okay. and check out Room 205. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at BOTS underscore podcast, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com, and the website is bottom of the stream.com. On the website, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded, all five season stream tables as soon as I get them updated. Um, the 
there's all sorts of cool stuff on there. The Botskas are all on there now. The Oscar winners are on there. You can even buy some merch from there, which would be nice. Support the show. Um, come If you're talking of supporting the show, if you want to do that, come join us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there, for a couple of quid every month, you'll get bonus episodes. You'll get early access to episodes. You get the movie show four days earlier than everybody else. Um, Nick writes a newsletter every month. You get a wild card if you come in at a certain level, so you can pick the film. And also, come and join us on Discord. We have a lot of fun on Discord. We're talking about Alice in Borderland a lot on there now. Um, there's loads of cool stuff in there. It's a good community we're building up. The li- link to the Discord will be on the bottom of the show notes. If you can spare five minutes, then please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. This could be Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Cephalopod, <laughs> um, nice. any of those. Yeah because it really helps our algorithm and put us in front of more people's eyes and ultimately in their ear holes. Definitely. i tell you what you Go could on. do. Start a fight club. Yep. And the prize being that the winner gets to write a review. <laughs> Nobody dies. Good. No. Don't want that. So yeah, do all of that. Check out Definitely check out Cephalopod. It's just released its latest update. It's a podcasting app that's run by a couple of people that we know and it's really, really the future of podcasting we believe so definitely check that out and yeah go and check out room 205 and we'll be back on monday with the wave and next thursday to talk about it cheers bye